0: Gentlemen, as you know, the ultimate warrior. Stated that. Damn it, who put that up? Is that $200 an hour? Gene! Woo! My God! Gene! We're in the big...
1: Holdin'
0: hands and become blind Cause even when there is no star in sight You'll always be my only guiding light life my... Hello and welcome to episode 103 of Tell Me Where to Turn After uh, a few weeks off to, to celebrate all the holidays the... That's right the and Jesus say, ones
1: no, and the non-Jesus no. ones. Just say holiday. Don't, don't even try to re- make religion about my holidays, man. I don't stand for that.
0: Happy non-Jesus holidays to everybody.
1: We may be a faith-based podcast, but we do not put the Christ in Christmas, okay?
0: <laughs> what we have faith in is the human race, to be honest with you. We have faith in all of you, all of you out there. So yeah. that's been uh, a few weeks away. One, because of the holidays and uh, traveling and moving and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. another, we just kind of had a communication snafu where some parties were ready to go and the others were just kind of hanging out in their house, not near their phone. And then realized 30 minutes after the fact that they were being waited on to uh, call in to record.
1: Is, is that the closest I'm going to get to an apology for that?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that, that was my fault. And, uh, so episode 103 should have been two weeks ago, I guess. Yeah, that was my fault. I was at the house doing whatever and just didn't have my phone with me. And it's usually in my pocket or right next to me at all times. And it was
1: or attached to some kind of a device.
0: Uh, yeah. I believe they
1: call that the, uh, what was
0: that called? The, is it the launch pad? Is that right? I think it's just so you've got. You're both hands free is the the idea there.
1: Yeah, I just I can't remember what it was called. I ordered so many for Christmas and I've already <laughs> forgot what the name is. It's like the it's the ultimate stocking stuffer, as it were.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you will.
1: Now, I want to stop you real fast because now that uh, I'm back on my familiar computer and the resolution on the screen looks a lot better. So I could I could see you perfectly traps looking great. Thank you. But I can't make out what's behind you.
0: I don't know. Does
1: that say Texas is back? Is that what I'm seeing in there?
0: You know, it's funny. I always have my extensive notes that you might be able to see on this post it note, (laughs) folded in half. It's not even a full size
1: post it note. It's like a half size (laughs) post it note.
0: And there are five different bullet points. And they all
1: say Texas is back.
0: I don't think you can see the top one. But the top one does say, if you can see that, it does say Texas <laughs> is back. <laughs> Already written down. And Texas is back. And if, if anyone wants to go back, obviously, to Labor Day weekend when we recorded during the Texas-Maryland game, and you could you could see even then that I had faith in this team, they would definitely <laughs> end up in a New Year Six Bowl and, and upset a top five team. I was definitely on that wavelength you know, 120 days ago or however long that was. Uh, And yeah, it's just, it's just straight to the top from here. It's when, when do we get to play Alabama? (laughs) So seeing, seeing what you've
1: seen now, especially in the games yesterday. So obviously Georgia was making big noise after what happened to Notre Dame, because I, I thought Notre Dame was a, was a, was a trash team to be in there to begin with. Um, I'm pretty sure that the, the final four probably should have just been, uh, Alabama, Clemson, Texas, and a bye. I mean, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you can get much better than that.
0: Yeah. Um, I either that or just have Alabama and Clemson just play like a two out of three series type thing. <laughs> just Cause, play, uh, best,
1: play a best of three and,
0: uh, yeah, I don't think anybody else really showed that they needed to, that they needed to be there. So, but no, that was a, it was a very positive New Year's night. Watching so how did football. you, I
1: mean, if you on one end of the spectrum, you have Baltimore. Like, where were no. you?
0: Well, no, 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 no. Um, I'm actually, I'm here and I've been here at the house by myself since uh, yesterday afternoon. But uh, Glenn's been a little under the weather since uh tuesday morning yesterday morning so a
1: little case of the sugar bowl flu uh
0: it was a little case of the uh new year's eve we took the kids to the zoo and glenn underdressed for the 40 degree or under weather shorts no but he felt that he felt that some jeans and like just a light hoodie were good enough and they were not good enough. So the next morning he woke up not feeling real well and that that has continued to this moment right here. Not not rolling a hundred percent. And
1: but at least at least you had the foresight to actually call into the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: you're home alone, but you couldn't start till nine o'clock. Explain that to me.
0: Oh no, nine o'clock was fine. Our our third member had given the the idea that he wouldn't be available until a certain time and then he didn't respond.
1: He went he went Grego on us, basically.
0: Yeah. He's yeah. He's, he he's was, on Lake Game somewhere.
1: He was re- responding, responding, and then the next thing you know, he's ghosted us. He's
0: right, giving us so, the,
1: the full Eddie Gossage treatment.
0: No, but I uh you know, we need to go back. I, episode one oh three, you can you can find the show on Twitter at where to turn pod. Uh, How many minutes are we in? We didn't make it to 20 this time. You can find me at Glenn three underscore 11. You can find me at Tommy two underscore zero. Probably going to find me at Texas is back something, (laughs) you know, eventually. Yeah. Or Um, find
1: you at what, what's the, uh, urgent care that is always advertising on the ticket. Now that has two locations (laughs) and then one in Vegas, it's like they built it for you. Yeah. have two here. And then if you're ever in Vegas, there's also one, if they had that and one at nationals park, then we'd be set.
0: And, uh, I will say, speaking of urgent, uh, I almost had a, a Ginsburg incident just just not too long ago. Um, you creeped on behind you there. Uh, oh, yes, yeah,
1: house guests here,
0: right? <laughs> so Jim tonight, despite despite the illness, because Jim is more important than overall health and life expectancy.
1: Well, this is a big this is a big development from the last time we talked because you hadn't been to gym.
0: Oh no! But uh, last two two and a half weeks, I, I'm gym guy with crutches now, just crutch. So we're down to just one crutch, and so, we're almost. Hold on. Nope. Do you,
1: so do you do exercises where you're standing with crutch and then no. have dumbbell in other hand? Because no. that would be awesome.
0: No, we only do the the seated or laying down on something exercises except for like pull-ups i mean i can do that because that's not putting anything on just, your leg you just
1: can't go to full failure <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. You can't you can't fall you can't drop down because i can only <laughs> drop down on one leg but uh yeah so gym tonight of course we went with the full the full scoop beforehand because i needed a little bit because i'm, I'm kind of down right now so i needed something to to pick me up and Went through the whole gym thing, you know, got home from the workout and then had a very urgent need that had to be addressed. (laughs) Well, get into the bathroom and there's uh, no rolls of toilet paper in there. (laughs) So this has to be taken care of. Now, normally I'm on my own two feet. I can get over to the nearest location in the house where there is some. But currently with one crutch, it takes a little while. It takes a little extra effort, and now I'm trying to fight off one thing and get back and forth uh, across the house. And needless to say, I, it almost didn't make it. I'm here by myself. No one would have ever known. But uh, Well, they might have known if you didn't clean it up well enough. Uh, yeah, but I, I've got the capability to do that. But, yeah, we almost Ginsburg this <laughs> all over the place. But I, I narrowly escaped that, and and we're good to go.
1: Speaking of Ginsburg, it's as good a time as any to bring it up. So when he was on the show, we we had the whole hypothetical about because I've never taken any kind of pre workout supplement ever because I am uh, when I enter the weightlifting contest, I enter the all natural category. <laughs> okay, I don't surgically or chemically enhance myself, but. um we, we were just kind of joking and even some of it when we were before we even started recording about what it would take for me to to just do that for the first time just you know on a random work day or whatever just just full yeah. scoop and just right. and just have at it well we may have a way to up the ante of that bet because of something <laughs> that I found in the aftermath of the move so
0: oh yes let tell me tell about you, the
1: move. <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about the move because it this might lead to the hypothetical but I was moved by a global logistics company. I wasn't moved by two men in a truck or... Uh,
0: Rays moving or anything yeah. like that? Yeah.
1: Probably more like... Um, well, actually, you know what? I'm not going to go there. Out of respect okay. for uh, KJ. But
0: oh, you okay. know where I'm going. Uh, not really. <laughs> but go ahead.
1: Let's just put it this way. The people that ran this moving company would relate more to like, Leighton Layton or Sean Lee than they would the uh, rest of the
0: defense. okay. Fair enough (laughs) that they, they don't have like a coat with a gold toothbrush in it that they're trying to sell you. Let's put it this way. If they had to to take a
1: phone call, they would take their phone out of the pocket and hold it up to their ear and and talk (laughs) that way. That's all I'm saying. Okay. But I digress, but it it showed up in an eighteen wheeler, which was you know hilarious watching them try to even figure out how to park it on a residential street because the trailer's so long it's basically blocking two driveways while they're trying to unload it. And there's four guys they are moving, and they were really nice guys. And at different points during the day, you know, I had conversed with all of them, but they 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 um, they all brought stuff with them to help get them through the day. So you know, one guy you know had this you know. 40 ounce monster energy drink. And another guy had some kind of, you know, beef jerky bag that he was carrying around. Cause that's hard work. I mean, you want to talk oh, about Yeah, definitely. And these guys are guys that do this as their career. This isn't like guys that are, are just, you know, moving somebody on weekends. Like they, they travel all over the U S to do this. So they were, they had been in Chicago the last weekend. They, they, um, they're part of this network of, I guess, it's going to sound haughty, but like elite movers that do these relocations. And I mean, and, you know, I was sitting here watching them. I was pretty impressed. I mean, I've, it was a much more efficient and buttoned up than what I've seen. And what's Kinda, funny about it is, is so like, you know, like if you and I and and Dave are hanging out, you know, we're having a meal or whatever, you only know, be talking about, you know, sports or, or racing like these guys, like I bought them lunch uh, and they were sitting around the table that they had just unloaded eating lunch and they were talking about moving. Like that's all, that's <laughs> their whole lives is consumed by it. They were like Man. talking about how they moved this piano, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Like that's what they do. That's, that's their life is moving.
0: Wow. So, uh, what kind of age demographic are we dealing with here?
1: So the uh the two guys so the the guy that I think's the primary driver and then kind of I would say the guy that was the crew foreman are probably late 40s early 50s and then the other three guys were um you know probably in 20s 30s okay uh, but but it was it was it was a, a whole different setup but and and I you know not that anybody cares about this but I ju- I just can't emphasize enough how much more professional they were I mean they came in and laid down um, stuff to cover all the flooring when they were wheeling stuff in and out, you know, they, they just went out of their way to do a really good job and it was really impressed. Well, they leave. And I noticed that right out by where the truck was that, that one of them, and I'm sure it was a mistake cause they had cleaned up. I mean, they even, they even vacuumed some debris like from the house, but somebody had left like a little pile of trash that I'm sure they intended to get into the truck. So in this pile of trash, there was three, uh, Cups of coffee, like uh, you know, paper cups of coffee. And then on the ground, I noticed like this little um, pink pill. And then oh. the other thing, which I sent you a picture of as soon as I found it, because I was so excited. So the so of course, you know, the if you go on Google, you can look at the pill and it the pills have like a number cut into them. Yeah. So I I quickly, you know, said, Well, I gotta figure out what this is. So it turns out it was some kind of a muscle relaxer, which makes sense. You know, you uh. move all day, you might need a nice muscle relaxer. Well, the other thing. I still have, was a individually wrapped in a branded packaging, Blue Chew. Really? Yes. Wow. And, for those, and if you listen to any podcast, you're familiar with Blue Chew because they advertise it to everyone, apparently, except ours, although we're not giving them free advertising.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So I, uh, I quickly snapped a picture of it and sent it to you and Dave and said, hey, um, you know, what what would it take for the show? And then Dave said, Well what if you combine <laughs> that with the Ginsburg? So you down the full scoop and then pop the
0: Bluetooth and then headed to work. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was gonna say I, I think it's either you know, eight AM, you're headed out to work, it's full scoop and Bluetooth or say there just happens to be like a parents night out and you're like, All right you got about four to six hours here. What, if, yeah, what if, you
1: know, since we're new to town, we're like checking out new churches and stuff. What if it was just like right before the contemporary service? Oh, yeah. You know, give oh, new my. meaning to the term of like, hey, everyone stand up.
0: And I, I cannot tell you, if you've never used any of that kind of pre-workout stuff, the first time you did, and if you went with the full serving, I mean, you would just be the closest thing you could imagine to, I guess, what you would think cocaine would be like, is basically what it's like the first time.
1: Or, or, or it'd be just like the, doing the prep before the colonoscopy for me, probably.
0: Uh, I mean, that can be that can be a symptom. It's not all well, clearly. Always that's like what that. happened
1: to Ginsburg the yeah. first time he tried. They didn't. He, he never. He got to the gym and never made it out of the bathroom.
0: Yeah, you know, I still, I assume he still has that. I need to get that product from him the next time that our paths cross. Okay, so the hypothetical of the NO Explode slash well, well, I, Challenge.
1: Well, the other hypothetical is these these highly professional movers that go city to city. Why does he have that so readily available? Like, would you leave <laughs> that, like, back at the hotel or in your bag? Yeah. Like, he, he's got it right out there with his muscle relaxer and his coffee, <laughs> What was he planning for later in the day?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know how close this group is, how tight knit that they might be as a a moving.
1: Well, the other thing I need to do is see if there's alternate uses for it, because maybe maybe it's got some kind of um, Uh, performance-enhancing property. You know,
0: maybe. I I I doubt that's. I mean, more than the yeah than
1: the obvious performance, but
0: yeah. Right. I mean, so, you
1: wouldn't know anything about that, but
0: no, no idea. I don't know anything about performance <laughs> whatsoever.
1: Well, not recently, but hey, have you have you um, have you looked into that wheelchair basketball league like they had in uh, Friday Night Lights seasons one and two
0: that Jason Street have,
1: was in?
0: I have not looked into that yet. We are progressing nicely, as I mentioned. I'm almost off the crutches, and I can almost walk on two feet like a normal human being. I can actually do it if I'm just walking across a room, you know, maybe five to ten steps, and then it feels like my knee might start to give out or collapse. So long distances are with crutch, short distances without. So, But we're hopeful to be close to back to normal by next week, and certainly because we are only three and a half weeks from going to the Royal rumble. I definitely am not bringing crutches with me to that. Well, you know, you
1: can stick them in the overhead bin and board the plane first. It might be worth it just for that.
0: Yeah. Maybe I could just wear my brace and just limp heavily and just kind of point to it and, and get on there first. Just, just with that and then walk normally down the pathway <laughs> to the plane. <laughs>
1: Now I've been doing a little online research, so I want to just verify with you that the uh the claim that you would wear the McIntyre Oh no. Is that still is that still I mean have you rethought that? Because if <laughs> I pull the trigger on this You you'd have to send to
0: me what you've found.
1: Well no, it's gonna be a replica of that. It's not gonna be some kind of a it's not gonna be like something that's way off base. It's not gonna be like from a, you know, uh you know, S and M Oh, uh, okay site or something like that but i'm just saying if i can find it and, it and believe me it's not easy to find this but if i can find it i don't want to i don't want to invest the the time and effort and money into it if you're not going to wear it
0: um i mean if you find something you would I, I would need to look at it first before i'm just sight unseen yes i'll wear that i don't know if i would go that far and do i have to i think we already discussed this where i would definitely be able to wear pants do I just get to wear the long trench coat? Do I have to go shirt off underneath it?
1: Only if he wins, but if he wins, that better come off real quick. <laughs> oh yeah, that won't be
0: that won't be a problem and then everybody everybody
1: you see on the way out gets the Glasgow kiss.
0: man, I'll tell you what we're not gonna do a complete raw review from this week, but did you have you seen the Steel Cage match? Oh yeah, Memphis? no, I was
1: for, watched it watched watched every minute of it yesterday while I was putting together furniture, no funeral.
0: Yeah. So whenever spoiler alert, McIntyre wins and then he goes on the long diatribe of how he's gonna win the, the Royal Rumble and then become universal champion. I mean I is as, as steadily as I can stand, I'm standing and just pelvic thrusting towards my T V because I think in the within the next ninety days, there—well, I guess ninety would take us right up to WrestleMania. There's a decent chance McIntyre has a universal title, and I really think that Elias has a has a belt of some kind. I don't know which one, but he, I think he's going to have something.
1: I I I don't think I could argue with your logic on either on either front. But I think I think they are they are setting McIntyre up for the big run here. And there's no greater catapult to the big run than winning the Royal Rumble, oh, yeah. which is why it's going to be so shocking when Finn Balor throws him out early. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if he What if he comes out in the first 10 guys and then just, just he's just got his back turned and Balor just throws him over, like, and it's over? And are you just going to kind of go walk and go try to find that pool in the outfield or something?
0: Probably so. Go look for the, maybe find the first aid center. See if they have any. See if they have Gatorade there, since the Washington Nationals don't.
1: <laughs> try to try to figure out what hotel the riot squad's staying in.
0: Oh man, don't just don't get me started. Um, I can bring
1: that blue chew with me if you need
0: it. <laughs> okay, so there, if the the hypothetical, if we have the McIntyre. Uh, trench coat, and we have the riot squad's <laughs> hotel room number. Yes, I'll I'll take the No Explode Blue Chew hypothetical and show up at their door wearing the coat. I can do that. You um, know, the
1: the more we're uh, the more we're kicking this idea around, I'm starting to wonder if maybe for the NFL playoffs this year, our bet ought to not involve at least the Um, at least the no hypothetical
0: well it's not going to be any type of hypothetical for me that's just like wednesday
1: no but i was thinking maybe more along the lines of of having to do it before something that didn't involve working out
0: Uh, okay i got you yeah like
1: the next the next meeting of the cub scouts or whatever that you're going to be at (laughs) I think the funniest thing would be some, go going somewhere that you don't necessarily want to be that's going to be boring that you're already going to be kind of getting antsy about, but then having to take that before you go. You're know, like
0: you're all fidgety.
1: Right, yeah. like you have to go go watch a play or something that you don't really want to do.
0: I think that actually happened to me once. I think it was more beaten down for it to be a good experiment than anything else, but I feel like years ago i was uh thought i had the okay to go to the gym went ahead and knocked back the full the full scoop and then found out about five minutes before i was going to leave that we were going to go look for new furniture <laughs> which we did for like the next three or four hours and
1: you just were like deadlifting king size. king's
0: I'm yeah, just wires i'm walking around uh stacy furniture and i'm trying to think of the other places we went but i think that's happened to me happened to me once but um, one more thing wrestling wise, we lost somebody today.
1: Oh, well, if you listen to the intro to the show, which is funny sometime. because you're on the show, but yeah, the intro happens what we like to call post-production. I've already, yeah. I've already found some clips, but yeah, kind of unexpected because of course we're talking about the great Gene Okerlund, Mean Gene, long time announcer, personality for wwf and wcw back in the day passed away today at the age of 76 and i had seen him on things recently and he seemed to be doing just fine so i i have not seen the cause of death yet
0: um are we sure because he was featured fairly prominently in the andre the giant documentary
1: yeah are he we sure
0: in- he was doing well in that
1: i mean he he's 76 years old so i mean yeah. but
0: he, he didn't he looked
1: better than Flair.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that is in, one of in, the lowest bars.
1: That, and I believe if if the timing was correct, that the, the the day after they filmed Flair for that documentary is when he oh, <laughs> slipped yeah. into a coma.
0: Yeah, it was the day after. Yeah, day after the big interview. That so he was almost, he was one he day removed died. from
1: coma. So yes, Gene looked like he was doing quite well.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I just, maybe he's just old and. I'm only relying on that, but I I feel like after I saw that, if this news would have popped up the very next day after I saw that documentary, I wouldn't have been too surprised. But maybe I'm being unfair. But yeah, there was a lot of uh, "man, this sucks" kind of stuff all over Twitter today. He's a legend. No, I mean,
1: I mean, and of course you didn't watch it, but as a you know, growing up, man, he was he was a constant figure. So yeah, I taking the news pretty hard. Yeah, I, I mean, left work, you know, at nine o'clock when I found <laughs> out, I told my new boss, I said, look, um, I'm going to need the day. Yeah. Um, got to go pour one out for me and Jean. And then, you know, just spent the rest of the day at a local Nashville bar.
0: It's kind of like when I couldn't, I couldn't make it through the whole day. at when the, the day that, uh, after Dimebag got shot, I had to take off a little early, yeah. but I mean, I was, uh, obviously familiar with Mean Gene and, and my exposure to the WWF in the mid to late 80s. But I'd say beyond that, you know, I know exactly who he is and all that kind of stuff, but I didn't have the extensive exposure that you and or Point Break Dave had. But Point still, Break underscore Dave? That's right.
1: There There's a YouTube rabbit trail you can go down because I've been down at the last 30 minutes of just Googling Mean Gene and start watching some of the clips because there's some... Great stuff in there. Okay, but the uh, the <laughs> the thing that he's most famous for is that he that he's very he takes the job very seriously and he never breaks character and he's always very serious and whatever wrestling issues going on he takes it serious. But the clip that I found that I put on here is is one of the few times that he broke character and I'm sure you've seen this because it was all over Twitter today. But he's he's interviewing Rick Rude and a and a sign falls down behind him and it scares him, and he dr- drops the uh, a- accidental F-bomb, and then starts <laughs> complaining about who hung the sign because it fell right. down, and he can't believe it. But, uh, yeah, it's a famous famous Mean Gene clip.
0: Right. So, stay hard to Mean Gene. We also lost Super Dave Osborne today. I don't know if you're familiar with all of his fine work.
1: I know who he is, but I did not understand that. Uh... So, yet again, he's... Uh just a footnote because of the
0: day yeah. he chose to pass. Yeah. It's like Prince getting one-upped by China. <laughs> yeah. Super Dave. See, I had exposure to him as a kid because we had showtime and we had cable and cable channels that I probably shouldn't have been watching, but I was still watching. And it, he had...
1: it so much.
0: Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. I, we could do the next half hour on movies and shows that I watched when I was like eight or nine that there's no way I should have been watching it. But I remember watching his, his show on Showtime as a, as a kid and it was so stupid, but at the same time was genius. If that's, I mean, that's certainly possible. There's a lot of stuff like that. So, but, uh, yeah. So you mean episode one Oh (laughs) three? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if somebody can describe it as genius, I'll take at least, uh, at least one. Um, I think one other thing that I had noted that I just wanted to, we could touch on for a little bit was just, we're now in the, the fourth calendar year of the podcast. If you can believe that. How is that even possible? I have no idea. We're in the fourth calendar year, but we haven't reached our third anniversary yet. So that's. That's like some complex actuarial stuff there. Have you but, uh, have
1: you have you stopped to think about if you just add up the number of hours and minutes that we've just recorded plus the prep time, how much time of our lives we've now invested in this?
0: Yeah, but what else would I've been doing? I mean,
1: well, apparently, apparently, hopping on one foot back and forth between the toilet and the garage <laughs> trying to find toilet paper. I've only done
0: that once in, in recent well, once today. Probably probably more I'm than once in the last two months. But only once today. But yeah, I was thinking about a little uh twenty eighteen in review. And let me uh I'm gonna scroll through the episodes. Now we're and not gonna have a, a clearly best because we're
1: clearly because we're not going to do a clip episode ever again.
0: No, no, no. That was a one-time thing. That was the first year I went back and listened to every episode and, uh, you know, marked off all these specific parts of each episode and lines and all that, and then Tommy organized it and put it in order and kind of even kind of put it by subject and all that kind of thing. That's never going to happen again.
1: I was very happy with how that turned out, but the amount of man hours that you yeah. and I put into that, there's no way that'll ever happen again.
0: No. But I was looking back at 2018, and and a few things stuck out to me. Um, one, it was definitely the year of the guest. And we started that at the beginning of the year, and then we kind of bookended the year with, uh, with our various guests that set that in with us, which is always <laughs> fun.
1: Well, and you know what? What preceded the year of the guest was we had, and I think it was right around Christmas, is we had a could just complete debacle where we were trying to record, and we had all our USB mics plugged in, and we we lost an entire episode because the sound quality was so bad, and we said screw it, we're gonna invest in some proper recording equipment and then i remember you said at the time you said well this would be good because then if we want to have guests we can actually do it and i think right after that is when the year of the guests started
0: i think that's true
1: um and now somehow i've moved to tennessee with all the equipment that we all three equally paid for and have it set up here in the comfort of my own home while you're having to hold the little uh right rabbit
0: is that what it's called I don't think that. I hope this isn't a rabbit because I don't want to hold it this close to my face. I don't think all the time. Uh, Not what you're supposed to do with it. Not really. The next thing, uh, 2018 was definitely the year that we we thoroughly became a not a wrestling podcast because there was a lot of not wrestling talk.
1: Well, and again, I believe it was Christmas last year. I gave the gift of Raw to my son and. To you and to Paul Bearer and Point Break Dave. And I believe our our first in-person attendance was sometime in January.
0: Yeah. Um, it was about that time. I think like January, February. So then that kicked off several weeks of...
1: Not wrestling talk.
0: Of not wrestling talk. Um, and the other thing that we had at the beginning of 2018 was... I was just thinking, what was my favorite... Thing, subject, or whatever that we talked about. And I think my favorite episodes that we do are the ones where we review either a movie, it'd be current or an old movie, or some sort of TV show. And I think the six, six weeks, six, seven weeks that we reviewed Waco, the show that was on the Paramount Network last January and February, those were my favorite six episodes of the entire year. Because those are always like just really fun. That was a really good show, but it was also really fairly easy to make fun of parts of it and also enjoy it and appreciate it. It's actually well done. So I thought those worked out just perfectly for us.
1: And we picked up a lot of extra listeners around that time too, and most of them hung around. Yeah, unbelievable. So if you look at the show stats, it's funny how that works out. So we need to do is find us another mini series to review. Preferably one well, that has a sniper that works 24-7 <laughs> in odd weather conditions.
0: Yeah. Um, I've never gotten over that either. Uh, One other... Oh, no, no, no. TV shows. Because you mentioned that. I believe we're only a couple weeks away from True Detective Season 3.
1: I'm in. 100%. So I,
0: I think we're just going to lock that in. That's our... 2019 show of that's gonna it's gonna kill about eight episodes for us
1: and i know dave will be in for that well you know you're you're talking to the fan club president of hey season two wasn't that bad so oh man nah it was pretty bad man it gave us the bird head it (laughs) gave us that just beaten down bar no and it gave us uh tim riggins in a bisexual role
0: he and he was relying on Blue Chew, if I remember correctly.
1: Even the best have to.
0: Yeah. They even um, the best have their secrets. Yeah, season two. Yeah, you had the, the bird head thing. You had the Colin Farrell uh, where he fell off the wagon and he basically drank like a whole bottle of whiskey and did enough cocaine to kill to kill a lion and yet somehow survived. It was like a 30-minute montage in one episode. But you also had Vince Vaughn in in the most annoying role ever, and his girlfriend or wife. Like, if anybody ever wants to just go back and just see the two most annoying characters ever, it's Vince Vaughn and that chick in season two of True Detective. Just awful. And I think the biggest mystery was, I don't know if you remember this, but it always stuck out to me, was episode one... The first time we meet Rachel McAdams, and it's her and her boyfriend, and they're walking out of their bedroom like one morning, and there's some mysterious thing that's just happened where somebody either wanted to do something and the other one didn't. It was, but they never revealed exactly what it was. But I felt like yeah. it was something she desired, and he was like, Yeah, I'm not doing that. But we never really got to know exactly what it was. Yeah, we can but speculate.
1: I, yeah, but I would guess that it involves the word strap. <sighs>
0: <laughs> you, you may have that pegged as it, as it were. As it were. Yeah. So, True Detective season three. All right, it's it's decided. Yeah. I think that that'll be a couple weeks from now, but that'll Lock get that us to up. March, and then and then we'll be in heavy WrestleMania preview mode by that point. So that's all the uh, that's all the notes that that I had because the other notes are the f- final episodes of Bowman Gray, but I've still got one to watch. So we'll have to conclude that next week.
1: Here's what I don't understand: my entire life has been in an upheaval in the last two weeks, yet I still found time to watch the 45-minute season finale. You are home alone and immobile, and you couldn't figure out a way to do it.
0: It's been watching a lot of football.
1: Yeah. I wish I could say I have, but I haven't. I've got some things to quick hit for you. Okay. This one I just wrote down because it, it, it's a, a basically an homage to the show, but I'm playing, uh, I'm playing fantasy basketball, which I told you. I'm also playing fantasy football. So there's some overlap between those two. I got um, screwed over to lose two really big games on the same day by Nick Foles. And Sir Ibaka on the same day. And if oh, you're wow. if you're a fan of the show, those are the last two people you want to get screwed by. <laughs> <laughs> or you Man. might need to be going to the gym with a single crutch after that day.
0: Man, that is that's like something that if Hollywood wrote a movie about it, no one would believe it it to be possible. But it happened. And
1: or how about this? How about this one? Uh throwbacks to a, a Point Break Dave story that uh, where he was uh, dating a girl and he got stuck going to the ballet with her father and he got stage fright so bad in the bathroom that he couldn't go. So he ended up having to hold it for like four and a half hours or something.
0: <laughs> I do recall that.
1: So I think it was my uh, it was my first week on the job, but um I was running late for a meeting and I really had to pee like when I got there. So I went to the meeting and it was an hour and a half. And I kept thinking, well, I get up and leave during the meeting and go. And there was just never an opportunity. So um so I got out of the meeting and it was in a different building. It was on the campus that I was unfamiliar with. And I I kinda wandered around for about fifteen minutes and I couldn't um I couldn't find the bathroom and I was just really struggling. And I thought, well, that's okay. I'll uh, I'll go back to my, you know building my office. I know where the bathroom is. And I've I've still got, you know, a good 20 minutes before um before our next meeting. And again, I'm I'm new on the job. So you're know, like where I was working before, like I would just get up and pee like in the middle of the meeting, like not even leave the room, you know, just just <laughs> pee in the meeting room. But I'm still trying to be in my best behavior here. So to get back to my office, I have to ride a shuttle that runs on a loop. So my office is
0: in distance hold the on. closest <laughs> to go from office to office, you have to ride a shuttle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. No problem with that? That's pretty relatable to common man. Did
1: I tell you I got to ride on the company Corporate Jet? Did I tell you that?
0: No, I didn't hear that.
1: Yeah, Corporate Jets are pretty cool.
0: Man, did you go to Knoxville? Where where did you fly to?
1: Flew from Nashville to Asheville. So we, we oh. got rid of the – something that you say all the time, you got to get rid of the inn. I don't know what that means, but that's, that was your words, I, not mine.
0: I was thinking more of the E that's in the middle of Asheville that's not in Nashville. But, I, you know, we're raised different ways.
1: Well, apparently so. My parents didn't let me watch Cinemax when I was seven. so
0: <laughs> Trust me, I knew way more about the human body at age eight than most eight-year-olds. and Unfortunately, I wasn't able to put that into practice until I was like 28
1: but then but since then boy have you made up oh, for lost
0: it is just a i'm just i'm just charlotte Flair deadlifting everything
1: i'll come back to the plane in a second so i ride this shuttle but it's um it's it runs on a loop so i see it drive by i learned after i boarded the shuttle that it runs on a loop so i see it drive by my building go all the way back down to the first building and then stop 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 so by the time it gets back to where i need to be I've got five minutes till my next meeting. That's another hour and a half meeting. And I still haven't peed. Uh, And I said, this is fine because I know where the bathroom is. And I run, I run down there and they've got the tape in front of the door. And, and there are three uh, women in there who uh, are taking care of some kind of an incident. I'm sure it involved number three.
0: Probably so.
1: And, um, and, yeah, I didn't go, and then I went to my next meeting. So I, I didn't get to four and a half hours, but I got pretty close to four. Yeah, so I didn't break point break Dave's record, but uh, I got pretty darn close.
0: Tell you what, being on whether it's the two crutches or the one, you can't push it all the way to the limit because you can't get anywhere very fast. So if you push it all the way to the limit and then you take that, that crutch stroll down the hallway and then you see the tape, Or you see the the trash can with, like, the mop attached (laughs) to it in that doorway. Yeah,
1: the door, yeah, cranked open.
0: And you are in a world of hurt if you don't have another one nearby. Because you, you, I mean, you don't have much time anyway, but especially when you're moving at, you know, a third of the speed that you normally do. So I kind of have to be like, hey, let's. We're not pushing limits. I guess is what we're what I'm what, trying to what say. What you're saying
1: is, is like the crew chiefs. Like there may be like 15 laps left in the stage, but he's bringing you down pit road. Then
0: he's not going to oh, wait yeah. until the stage break. Yeah, we're not we're not pushing anything to fumes. Right, we're not <laughs>
1: playing a fuel mileage race here. We're gonna no. we're gonna put four fresh tires on there.
0: Yeah, we will pit off, We will pit off sequence. We'll just go a lap down and we'll just look for the lucky dog later on. Is the way we're playing this thing.
1: I'll tell you what, man. The private private jet is the way to do things. It was, it was as easy of travel as you could imagine. So you know, Asheville is not far from Nashville. It's, I think it's like three or four hours by car. It'd probably be the equivalent of like flying from Dallas to Houston. And uh, I had to go for a meeting that was a two hour meeting. So they said, yeah, the meeting starts at twelve. It ends at two. Um, be at the plane at 11:15, and I'm thinking to myself well how are we going to get there by 12 well here's how you get there by 12 you pull up to the plane you get out of your car you walk in the plane and the plane goes there's no waiting yeah and you park right by the plane like so the plane's in the hangar you pull your car in the hangar you get in the plane and the plane goes and then when it lands there's somebody there to pick you up they take you to your meeting they take you back to the plane and you're gone wow and I'll tell you what, the the job of being the pilot of the private jet is the the career path that I missed because I was making a small talk with the guy and I said, well, what do you do, you know, when these executives go for, you know, an all day meeting, you know, that you, you know, you fly them out first thing and they don't go back till night. And he's like, oh man. And he pops the like little luggage hatch open and nice set of Titleist clubs in there. And he's like, oh, oh. He goes, as soon as I land the plane, because, you know, they have to file their flight plan with the FAA so that, you know, they have yeah. some flexibility, you know, they they can amend it. But it's not like, you know, it's not like he's going to get a call an hour after they land and say, hey, we changed plans, we're going back. Like, they they have the day planned out. So yeah. when he lands, he knows when he has to be back. So, yeah, he says every city he goes to, he just goes and plays golf. He lands a plane, goes and plays golf, and then he loves barbecue so he goes and tries to find whatever the famous, you know, local barbecue places, eats that, and that's his life. <laughs> he, he flies he flies a really nice plane in luxury conditions and then golfs all day and gets paid for it.
0: Well, you just need to learn how to fly a luxury jet and you'll be get a resume over on indeed.com. <laughs> you'll be uh you'll be all set.
1: Now I'll tell you what, the uh the actual flight itself was as quiet and as smooth as a, of of a plane experience I've ever been in. But man, that takeoff is like being strapped to a rocket ship, and they they get after it. Like yeah, he leaves the hangar, and they didn't really give you a warning. So because there's no you know there's no pre flight instructions or no. uh, you know take your seats, and you're kind of in this like you know leather swivelly chair or whatever. So I'm you know down there jacking around with my phone, and he. He they push him out of the hangar. He goes out of the hangar, turns right, and as soon as he turns right, he's on it. And it's like it's just like woo, it sets you back in the seat, and you're gone. And,
0: was there uh, any was there any fear that you might end up in a Payne Stewart situation?
1: Well, I think anytime you're in a plane, and in the company I work for has three jets. One of them is a little bit bigger, but the one I'm in seated eight people. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was thinking more like a. Uh, ricky hendrix type situation
0: oh man was um, that a jet or was that a helicopter
1: oh that might have been a helicopter actually
0: i don't I know like we can look that up well Davey ask me gene to a, ask him <laughs> davy allison was definitely a helicopter i think most yeah, I think NASCAR ricky related was stuff was a is helicopter I
1: think ricky hendrix was a plane but to verify that here's another quick hit item i got for you I know Dave, this would get Dave. I hope that you'll get this reference because if you don't, then we've wasted time. But you know, I finished Ozark. Did you ever watch Ozark on Netflix?
0: Uh, only season one. I really
1: liked it. It was great.
0: Okay, that's a great review. Wow. You didn't it's like a good it? Quick hit. No, I thought it was really good. It's, it's super shocking, which is uh, what I'm all about.
1: Well, that's how I'm glad you mentioned that word because let me tell you what happened next. So I'm I'm looking for another Netflix show to watch because um, I'm flying back and forth or was flying back and forth a lot between Dallas and Tennessee and Netflix shows. You can download and watch them on the plane. So I'm kind of scrolling through the shows and I'm like, Oh, um, I've heard good things about black mirror. I'm going to give that a shot. So you yeah. know where this is going?
0: Uh, is this going to episode one season one of black yeah. mirror? Yeah. I've, I've seen On this.
1: my iPad on a plane. Yeah. So that was a, that was problematic. <laughs>
0: Nobody yeah. warned me about that. Yeah. So you
1: knew about this, though. I thought I knew Dave knew about it.
0: No, I knew about the pig.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I was apparently I was advised that it's a great show, but you should not even watch the first episode; just go right to episode two.
0: You know, nobody wore, I,
1: nobody warned me about that.
0: I don't think I made it more than four episodes in season one, and maybe there are some episodes uh, later on that are great. But after about four episodes, they were interesting, but I kinda lost interest. Did you watch well, the one on. where I the just guy phrased has... that very poorly, but they were oh. interesting but not enough for me to just keep going.
1: Did you watch the one where the guy had the, the they had the chip implanted in them where their eyes record yes. everything they see? Yes. And I hope that really doesn't become a thing.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, you would be paranoid about everything that's ever happened ever as to people's intentions and things like that
1: you'd just be walking around like matt hardy at all times just <laughs> dilly, dilly, dilly.
0: yeah it was and he, the whole thing he ends up spoiler alert because season one was like 2014 but i can at the end he just ends up alone like everyone's left him he's run everybody off because of his paranoia into what they're intentions were and what right. they were really up to back then and all that kind of stuff. And
1: then he very violently carves the thing out of
0: himself. Oh yeah. See yes. I forgot that part. Yeah. But yeah, episode one, he really uh <laughs> takes control of the pig to He used um, I daughter. think Blue
1: Chew was involved in that too. I think he was handed a Blue Chew. To There's make no sure.
0: way. There's no way anybody would do that.
1: No. It was so stupid because there's no way. Yeah, that's that's like the the bridge too far.
0: Yeah. Well, it Wasn't it? Uh, they didn't. Did they try to set him up with like a prosthetic pig? Or I know they tried like a body double. That was supposed to be like a porn star. To he was. It. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which I wouldn't like, mind to just you know just for sort of, you know, like
0: whoa. <laughs> but they were like, no, this. is President. Will <laughs> He'll definitely see through that. We can't we can't take that risk. I mean I guess the
1: the other than the fact that it was very tense because I kept having to like lift the thing down and like be very aware of people around me. I mean like, what's this guy (laughs) up to? (laughs) But I think the the progression that they worked through in the episode made a lot of sense.
0: No, I mean it was if you and were gonna try thing, to, if you're gonna
1: try to like unpack the puzzle, they did all the steps. They were right until the end when he actually did it.
0: Yeah, and he did it. And the whole thing is the the public was then obsessed with it, and his daughter that's allegedly kidnapped and now just wandering the streets, but there's no one there to find her and to report that she's okay, because everybody's at their house or at the bar watching everything, watching the prime minister, you know, me too a pig.
1: So would you, would you be at the bar watching? I wouldn't want to watch that. No, Wait. but it, it seemed like that was the part that I felt like was unrealistic is that the yeah. the public interest seemed way more like, cause there was, a, there was also like a crowd scene at like a hospital where everybody's just in the waiting room, like <laughs> watching. I'm like, there's no way, right?
0: No, there's no way. I mean, no, if that was Trump, it was Trump the pig are you stopping down at three o'clock central time? Say, hold on. I need about six and a half minutes here to, to stop down and, and properly view this.
1: No, it was, you no I think I o'clock? yeah,
0: I think I'd, I'd take everyone's, uh, everyone's word for it. So speaking of Netflix, have you seen bird box yet?
1: No, but you know what? My parents have seen it. Okay. I was really creeped out by that because my dad was like, "Hey, man,
0: Bird Box. (laughs) It's not, it's not as great." Like the word of mouth that's going around, the number of people that have watched it. Yeah, I saw that
1: forty-five million people have watched it.
0: Yeah, it doesn't directly correlate to greatness, but I mean, it's. I think it's. It's a good movie. It's well worth at least one watch. But is not. This is not groundbreaking. This will be the best movie you've seen in years. By any means, but I, I I think you should watch it once. I don't I don't do horror scary though. Uh, it's not it, there's suspense, but it's not it's not scary. It's not a horror movie.
1: I I was reading an article that said it was the scariest thing on Netflix. Uh,
0: I there's no way that's correct. I, there's not a whole lot of like you know jump at you. Type mo- moments. It's more. It freaks you out because the whole premise is there's like this entity. And when people see it, now keep in mind they never show you what they see, but it's supposed Spoiler to be. Like, alert! It's supposed to be you see your greatest fears or you see something. Is maybe it's different for the individual, but it makes you want to kill yourself. And then so people for are me it would
1: be Sir Ibaka
0: <laughs> Yeah. So I I, I won't spoiler alert but at the beginning when they're trying to get across what this is doing to people the ways that people are perfectly normal and then all of a sudden they see this thing and then what they do next to off themselves is quite shocking and then from there it progresses and you know it, whole storyline, right. hour and a half or so uh, yeah you need, you need to watch it, you need to bird box with the rest of us
1: All right, I might give it a shot Alright, one more thing here and then that that's all I've got on my quick hit, but i I've been really waiting to tell you this one. I have been traveling, we've we've established that. So I've been riding in in Ubers a lot, which I never did before. You ever do that?
0: Uh yeah, for sure. It's uh probably about
1: eighty five or ninety percent been really good experience. Got a couple of bad ones.
0: Do you but ride nothing. the front seat or the back seat? Always the back. Always the back. I think I'm kind of fifty fifty. I think I make the judgment call just looking at the car and who's driving.
1: Yeah, I've noticed a few of them. I think they don't want you in the front seat because they'll actually have the front seat like pushed all the way up or yeah. folded down, you know, which is kind of just giving you the message like, "Hey, I'm not going to do this." I was in one. Uh, I was in one in Houston where the um, the car was just in real bad disrepair, like. To the point, like the shocks were just blown out, and like every bump they were going over, the car was just just bouncing up and down. It was really strange. And I was like, if this is your your job, like, couldn't you have at least? Right. That? But anyways, but this this true story. So this happened, and, and I promise I'm not exaggerating. This this is exactly how it went down. But I was at a, at a meeting, and I was there was several other coworkers there. So I think there was let's see, there was four of us totals, me and three uh, female coworkers, and um yeah that's right and um so we leave call the uber get in the car and as soon as we get in the guy says and i think i've read about or seen this happen like either in a movie or something but this this is this is not a joke like this is what happened and the guy said hey i'm a i'm a local stand-up comedian um do you guys mind while we're driving if i just try out some of my material on you and you can tell me if you think it's funny Okay. So, of course, the answer is yes.
0: Yeah, but I'd, be, I'd also be tempted to immediately put the earbuds in. and be like, yeah, buddy, go ahead. Yeah,
1: but, I mean, I'm already beaten. And so this is what the guy does is, so, again, it's, you know, me in the front. So I am in the front seat in this situation because all three of the, the women are in the back seat. There's, we're, you know, packed in this car, captive audience. It's probably a 20 or 25-minute ride. And, uh, he works extremely blue immediately, like no warning, but he, he's like a really bad comedian, like really (laughs) bad. Like he, he hears something that he thinks is funny and then creates an entire joke around it, but the joke doesn't make any sense. Right. So like he wanted to make a joke about semen. So his first joke was about semen. So he um, he's, this is how his joke starts. And, and I, if I'd have been feeling like being more of a jackwagon, I would have called him out. But he goes, well, I, I, I really wanted to be a chef. <laughs> so I joined the Navy because the Navy's famous for their great cooking. And I'm like, what? like?" <laughs> <laughs> The Navy's not famous for great cooking at all. Now you, you see where he's going, right? He wants to get yeah. to, he wants to make is, a seaman joke. This is a so he has just... to get—he has to get somewhere where he can make the play on words. But you, I mean, like that's—I mean, how bad of a comedian can you be?
0: Unless you're the comedian who's stating that, knowing that the Navy's not known for their co- cooking whatsoever. As part of telling the joke.
1: No, but I'm, I'm telling you, that's not what this guy was doing. Like he really, he really bought into it. So, but anyways, too, he, he was not getting, um, he wasn't, he wasn't killing it with the audience, especially in the backseat. So he, he runs through a couple other jokes that, you know, are, are pretty fairly profane and he can kind of tell that the, there's just a, a lot of uncomfortability with how, uh, how his jokes are going. So then he says, "Well, would would you guys like it if I um, if I told you know some maybe some some cleaner jokes?" And one of the ladies is like, "Yeah, that would be really nice." <laughs> you know, like, "Yeah, buddy, we're we're all like working together here, and you're telling like sex yeah. jokes and dropping f bombs." So then he starts to tell a joke, and then he's like, he gets like three half, or halfway through, it, and he's like, "Oh wait a minute, that's not a clean joke." I don't really know any clean jokes. I'm sorry. He doesn't say anything the rest of the trip till we get where we're going. And then he says, well, hey, um, if you guys are interested in seeing some some really good local comedians, let me tell you about this comedy club. And then he gave us all cards for it.
0: Did you do the thing where he hands you the card and then you tear it up like eight different (laughs) times and then drop it on the ground? (laughs) And then give him a one-star review? (laughs) As you, as you then calmly walk to your jet, <laughs> going back to Nashville. Yeah, see
1: how this plays. Did you know they have a Peloton treadmill?
0: Yes, actually, during my heavy football-watching experience of uh, this past Saturday, and then on New Year's Day, the... Peloton treadmill with the full workout routine and I swear a guy is running on a treadmill while doing like a dumbbell exercise which is the most dumb. That's what I
1: wanted back- to ask you is is that what is that what you're hoping is it is that the real reason you got the surgery is no. so you can rehab to be doing curls while running on a
0: treadmill? That's the most dumb CrossFit unnecessary backflip one-arm push-up thing that I've I think I've ever seen
1: my dad. So we're watching. We're watching. You know, TV. I've, he he helped me move, uh, or helped me get some of our vehicles up here. The Peloton commercial comes on, and he says, "Hey, did you know that thing costs like forty dollars a month even after you buy it?" <laughs> and I was like,
0: "Yes, funny, I do." Funny you mentioned that. <laughs> and you I still, that. I still do not have one, and don't have anything that's equivalent to it as of yet.
1: So what was the big gift then? Uh,
0: There was no huge purchase of any note during uh, Christmas time. You know, just little things that I and or the the wife needed, but nothing of, you know, significant substance. Um, If I ever get one of those, man, I'm going to have to take it slow because, you know, in recent weeks, I've just been able to actually, you know, turn the pedals on a bicycle be it stationary or otherwise. And like recently in rehab, they, they're like, okay, well, you can really get going now. So let's give you a little resistance and amp up the, the speed a little bit, you know, and bike for 10 minutes. And I haven't done anything for like two months. So just doing that, I was pretty winded. So if we Our get rate the got Peloton. up to about 200. <laughs> yeah. If we get the Peloton, if I go, oh, let's just go with normal workout. Like I might literally die. Because I am not prepared for that right now. I've been doing a lot of sitting down the you're last gonna, You're uh, gonna
1: put yourself so far down the leaderboard you'll never be able to catch up even when you get yeah. better.
0: Yeah, I've uh, sedentary lifestyle the last eight, eight to ten weeks for sure. So I'm not I'm not Peloton ready. But whenever I get the the Peloton or whatever, you know, costs like twenty percent of the of the price with a minimal membership, I'll I'll have to start slowly even on that. So are those all the quick hits that you have?
1: Yeah. I'm out of quick hits.
0: All right. So next week we're going to close out, uh, Bowman gray and say goodbye. I assume forever because I doubt they're going to renew it on an app.
1: Oh no, there's a, uh, I think there's a comment that's made that pretty much makes it clear towards the end of that episode that there will not be another (laughs) season.
0: Well, that sucks. So we'll close that out, and uh, hopefully
1: get Point Break Dave on yeah. at some point. Because he's got—he just I'm texted sure. about five minutes ago and was like, "Oh, hey guys, Uh-oh. I'm just leaving where I was,
0: quote unquote church." As yeah. we're closing in on ten thirty at night, are always things going on at church at this time the xtc cabaret is also open coincidentally around that time but he's oh, No there may be so. an
1: investigation going on there today.
0: Uh yeah, I saw some footage. Did you so, hear the
1: did you hear the guy that's narrating it that says yeah,
0: that says cuz Yeah, I, I'm not I'm going to choose not to reenact the voice at this moment in time. That's, that's going to s- be the
1: ending clip I've just
0: decided. Self-preservation. But uh, I have heard it is quite shocking, and a man lost his life. So yes,
1: let's not ever forget that. Mean
0: Gino, <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> right, that's right. He's the most important. Yeah, did he kill him? Did he kill him? I think he killed him. Y'all. I don't know. He's still shooting, he's still they still shooting cuz I'm trying to get back. I need to pull him out.